Oh, hello, and welcome to another episode of Carry On Up The Misses. I'm Christopher, and this is The Misses. Hello, I'm Fiona. Thank you for downloading our podcast. I hope you enjoy it. So, we've just watched Carry On, Doctor. Carry On is back in the name! <laughs> Before we come, we'll come back to that in a minute, but let's have the initial immediate reaction. Oh, I loved it. Oh, very good. I may not have expressed that in, in the form of laughter. No, you certainly didn't. I, <laughs> I got a bit worried. <laughs> but there was uh, many layered storylines and a bit of drama. And, yeah, it was it was multidimensional compared to, to other plots. And it was called Carry On. Yes. Which you you did note right away that it was called Carry On. I did like in the in the credits when they said the alternative names that... Yeah, well, have been. that's interesting because it wasn't written or filmed as a carry-on. All oh, right. They still, you know, the, you know that they were, they'd moved to rank, and they weren't sure about using the name, etc., mm-hmm. etc. Et um, but so this was written and filmed as Nurse Carries On Again, and more than that, it was going to be the last one. No. Because he said it's not okay. It's not happening. Etc. Even though it was still, okay, they were still making money. Mm. Um, but then they just, uh, then they heard that the previous company, Anglo Amalgamated, was thinking about making a carry-on film themselves without these folk involved. Well, without the without the director and producer involved in anyway. no. uh, So they said, no, let's call it Carry On Doctor. But there was a problem, mm-hmm. which was there was already a series of films called Doctor, Doctor in the House, Doctor oh, yeah. Z, Doctor blah blah. blah. Uh, but these, but the problems could be overcome because not only were the Doctor films made by Rank, but they were produced by Peter Rogers' wife, and they were directed by Gerald Thomas's brother. Really? Yes. Is it so, Tiny World? Yeah, which is why I don't know if you noticed this because you haven't seen the Doctor films. But between the escalators, there was a portrait of oh, a yeah, man. Oh yeah, no, yeah. I kind of recognised him. Yeah, well, he's James Robertson Justice, who was the head surgeon in the Doctor film. Ah. Uh... So, I thought there was something so, to so there was a sort of nod to that. Okay. But anyway, you 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 very much enjoyed Carry On Doctor. I did, yes. Mm-hmm. You, now, interesting, you touched about um, multi-dimensional story t- lines. Yes, because that was something I noticed as well. It's a far more sophisticated yeah. film than we've seen so far. Definitely. Yeah. Because I mean, there was the um, um, well the. The Fra- Frankie Howard, well, we'll get on to Frankie Howard, but Frankie Howard in his deathbed storyline. <laughs> yes. The um, Bernard Breslau. Breslau's um, love interest. With Dillis Lee. Mm-hmm. And the staff sacking. like the Yes, the whole staff soap opera that was going yeah, on. Yeah. Uh, the, is it Kilmore? Kilmore love story. Mm-hmm. And and also the Tinkle and Matron love story. Yes. So that that's a lot. To cram in. To cram in. Mm-hmm. So I liked that. Mm-hmm. I liked that a lot. And and I, well, uh, Bernard Corbin's no Bernard. <laughs> Bernard Breslau. Breslau. I like him a lot. Oh yeah, he's really coming to his own in this he, film. He is, and I liked his love interest story. I thought that was sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was quite a nice contrast to some of the other. Mm-hmm. Love interest kind of story. Yes, it, it, it did make you wonder. Do you really want to get together with women? Because everything that we see about marriage and long term relationships is bad. I know. 
Yeah, like the, the visiting hours. Yes, yeah, the um, wives are all hen- are all getting at their husbands. Yeah. Or disgusting or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, no, I thought that was very good. Lots mm-hmm. of different layers of the storylines. So, Frankie Howard. Fra- now, Frankie Howard, your your first comment was Frankie Howard. That's all wrong. Well, they tried to have other top people in mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. carry on films. I don't think it's worked very well. Mm-hmm. And when Frankie Howard starts, I just thought, well, it's Frankie Howard in in doing Frankie Howard. Mm-hmm. But he was actually really good. Mm. And he, Frankie Howard's way is pretty carry on. It's like ooze yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So, um, so yes, I, I accepted him towards the end. Though I don't think we're going to see him again, but. Well, there was concern about. I'm sure he paid double what the others were. I'm not, I'm not sure about that actually. That's, mm. I haven't found anything out about that. Um, but, um, there was concern about having Frankie Howard, Kenneth Williams and Charles Hawtrey in one film, as in, is that going to be far too much campery? Well, you didn't have Charles Altry in this film, so it's fine. Well, yeah, well, there was that. Um, but there's a whole story there about him being cast as well, because uh, really revolving around Kenneth Williams. Because Kenneth Williams was sent the script and asked if he would play Dr. Tinkle. Mm-hmm. Which he turned down, which, well, he, he went back and said, I want to play Mr. Bigger. Mm-hmm. And they said no. And he said, well, I'm not going to play Dr. Tinkle then. And then he capitulated and said, okay, I'll play Dr. Tinkle. And Frankie Howard was signed on as Mr. Vigor. But then there was a bit of a wobble. Was Frankie Howard going to do it? Mm-hmm. And Kenneth Williams was then offered Mr. Vigor, which he'd wanted, of course. And he said, no, I'll stay with Dr. Tinkle. And then he did. So interesting guy, Kenneth Williams, for that, you know, Right, okay, this is what you want. Like, well, actually, no, I'm not sure if it is. No, I think he was just saying up yours. You didn't give me what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Now I'm gonna, I'm gonna bow to your second helpings. Oh, okay. All that's right. Based on my in-depth knowledge of Kenneth Williams. Oh, Kenneth Williams. But so yeah, so you said Frankie Howard. That's all wrong. But then, as you say, yeah, no, most he, of your laughs came from Frankie Howard. I know, and him just going, uh, doing his, yeah, and and we should go through the laughs then. Yes, your well, the first laugh was one of oh, the <laughs> whatever he does. Is that yeah, a good no, one? yeah, that was good. That was a good impression. <laughs> but your first laugh actually was for the one of the um, alternative titles, a bed panorama of hospital life. You read it out and laughed about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was before. Well, the I was laughing was about started. all of them. All oh, right, and okay. the, the daffodil references, which yes. they they made they spelt out. I thought they were just going to make a passing comment mm-hmm. to the daffodil. But well, there's no, quite a few callbacks to Carry On Nurse. I know, but I I thought it was a bit of a shame that Frankie Howard just said, "Oh, I've seen the film." Mm-hmm. I I think it would be better for her to just offer him the flower and him go, "No," and then us know why. All oh, right, okay. Well, but, I think we need a bit more telegraphing than that. Yeah, maybe. There was also. One of the ambulance drivers was the orderly in Carry On Nurse. All right. And the whole, okay, a lot of the store of plot points were kind of similar. Yeah. He gets in his private room. Uh, and the patients have a revolt. They dress up as a nurse. They dress up as a nurse. Well, that was pretty, that's pretty standard yeah. now, I think, in the Carry And apparently the music is quite is yeah, right. similar to the Carry On Nurse music as well. So then my next uh, laugh I noted also Frankie was him doing a hamster impression when she said... He looked like hamster. All right. Was that when the? I, I that was soon after the ooze. You had two laughs when he was getting his underpants taken off. Yeah. 
I think that, that was the second one, maybe. Mm. I've, uh, yeah, don't, I don't think I've seen he's ever managed to get two laughs out of you before. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, yeah, that's, uh, I'm cold-hearted, guys. I know, but Frankie's Frankie's uh, when Frankie's on, you're you're all about. And it. then him again taking the piss out of Sid James. Yes, when he did the Sid James laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yes, you enjoyed. Um, and I saw that film. You uh, yeah. when he was off of the daffodil. Yeah, you uh, I laughed at that. And then um, who was it that said I had a dream about you last last night? That was Bernard Breslau. Yeah, and then she did went, you? did you? No, you wouldn't let me. That was funny. <laughs> that was done well as well. That's a line that I've always wanted to use. Yes. But it's like, you need the, you need exactly that reaction, yeah. did you? But, no, yes, that was good. Bernard Breslau, brilliant in this film. I know, really, yeah. And and for the first time, playing a real person. Yeah, not like a monster or a, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or a, well, he's been a Red Indian, he's been a... Uh, you didn't have to black up for this. Arab one. tribesman, yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cause he, and 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 of course he was he was he was browned or blacked up in cowboy and camel, and then he was kind of whited up in screaming as the as mm. the butler, wasn't he? So no, he was really good, and I'm glad he had a a, a love interest. Mm-hmm. Um, and Joan Sims definitely not a sexy character this year. Yeah, Joni gets once again but, you're the vamp one week, and then you're the really dowdy housewife next she week. She does it so well because mm-hmm. she's good. She's a good actress. Oh, she's excellent. Excellent. I mean, so many of them are good. That's what yeah. you, you get. I mean, talk about playing against type. Kenneth Williams was the baddie. A pretty straight baddie. Mm. Can he you know there was no, there wasn't an awful lot of, stop messing about. Although he did say stop messing about at the very beginning. Yeah. But can he was, and Hattie Jakes. Hattie Jakes is back. Hattie Jakes is back. Is she only ever allowed to play a matron? Well, she only, she is the matron, isn't she? I know. I, I, I thank God they didn't. Have someone else in. Oh well, no, you but wouldn't have gone over that. Why couldn't she have been in the others? Uh, well, I, I don't know. I mean, she, I mean, she had a career okay, outside the film, yeah. so so that might have been availability might have been part it, yeah. of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So those are the the top people. I mean, I like Jim Dale. I always mm-hmm. think, but um, he he didn't stand out for me in this one particularly. And I liked his love interest. Um, Anita Harris. Anita Harris. You didn't like her last time. I know, but I like her now. All right, okay. So she can join the, the the crew, can she? You'd cast her again, would you? Yeah, I think I would, actually. Okay. Um, now I've just written, Oh, How I Love You, as a laugh. Yes, that was... Um, Matron was thinking it about Kenny. Oh, and then Kenny looked in the and mirror. Kenny was looking in the mirror, Oh, How I Love You. Yes. That was what that was. And then and the next laugh I've got noted is, um, you're an enigma. I'm not having one of those. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Who was that? Was that Sid? Sid James, yeah. Because Sid was putting his um, thermometer in the uh, tea, so that his, his, uh, his temperature was up and down all over the place, so he was uh, an enigma. In fact, a lot of them were really there. We mentioned this in Carry On Nurse. A lot of them were there totally pointlessly. You know, especially since they made a point of saying about we Frankie need the Heller, beds, yeah. we need those beds. Like Kenneth, uh, Charles Hawtrey is a sympathetic person. He should be knocked out years ago, okay, weeks ago. He should have I been know. kicked out. I know. And um, bone lazy. Oh, did you? Was that a laugh? Yeah. You get a laugh. You that didn't actually the, laugh. Was that, that the uh, moaning wife going? You're bone lazy. No. Yeah. Uh, no, and was it was it them saying that he's bone lazy? Was it was it the staff? Was it the hot, the medical staff saying that he's bone lazy? 
Sid. Yeah, it was definitely Sid that they were talking about. I can't remember what that was. Remember how Sid had a heart attack while the last film was being made? That's why he was virtually confined to being in his bed Ah. in this film. Because he was so recovering. No. (laughs) I thought, would would that much smoke actually be produced? He smoked it with his cigarette, no, you have to and then he put it under the blanket while Matron was inspecting, and he took it. Out and it was like it was like yeah, an inferno. Yeah. Um, and the last one I've noted is, um, I don't want you all, not even a little bit of you, when oh, Daddy was when, Jakes was um, mm. uh, being. So you tried to seduce Kenneth Williams, but you didn't get a joke. You didn't get a laugh for. I was once a week man. Once a week's enough for any man. I know. I that I did enjoy that. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, it was. In fact, there was a lot of these setups that I thought were too long coming and so predictable that I, I was a bit no. disappointed with that. Like him slipping on the pi- the pillow, and the injection okay. going in the yeah. bottom. Um, the women swapping the beds, and so the note went went to the wrong woman. You can okay. See that coming. All right. And um, and then the plastic sheet man measuring the bed for the the look like an undertaker. Oh, I like that. I thought that was really good. But you could see it coming as soon yeah. as he said, "I'm here to measure up." Oh, I know. But what was interesting? I made a note at that point saying that would have been funnier if it had happened before Frankie Howard knew that he wasn't dying because Frankie Howard thought that he was because he overheard what Kenneth Williams mm. was saying and misunderstood it. He thought that he was dying. Yeah. But then there was a scene where they spoke about traction, and Kenneth Williams says, oh, yeah. "You, you, you'll live," and kind of explained. That, didn't he say you can only be in the hospital for a week? No, was that, that, was, at the that end? was at the end. Well, there was certainly a bit in yeah, that earlier he, scene. He said, he said that it it left him. He left um, Frankie thinking this could save his life. Oh, I see. It can work wonders. Right. You might even live. Yeah. Is that what he said? No, he, um, you can work wonders. And then Frankie said, I might even live. Yes, of course. Uh, still leaving him thinking. It, it, might, it's still it, a might. It's still a might. Oh, see, I thought that had kind of no, no, put no, the no. end of that. So when Brian Wild, Mr. But why would he get married and then regret it if he hadn't? Well, I thought maybe he just said he actually did love No, because it's obvious at the end that... Uh, he only did it because he thought... Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I, I realised that at the end. Confused. I just, I was, I was a bit confused. You noticed that the, the guy who did the measuring up was I him. Mr. Barraclough from Porridge and Foggy from Last of the Summer Wine? Brian uh, Wilde? Last, last of the Summer Wine that I recognised. Uh-huh. Now, another thing that was new in this was there was a narrator. Not very much, but it was all... In this hospital, people think that it's a matter of life and death. Yeah, there was there was a narrator in Cleo and Don't Lose Your Head as well. Okay, don't look at me like that. <laughs> Did they also have Inner Thoughts? No, that was new. We've not had Inner Thoughts before, I don't think. I didn't think. like it. Uh, okay. Uh, we also got... We got also... Well, we got, the fourth wall was kind of broken or became meta with its reference to the, the to the film, <laughs> Carry On Nurse. Meta. It's, a, it's a meta film? <laughs> hey, I've studied... I've, I've, Study this kind of stuff at university while you were off doing proper subjects. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I ever actually referred to the carry-ons in any of my uh, essays. I might have done. No, I'd, I referred to the Muppet movie once. And but, Transformers. But with movie. all the historical carry-ons, surely 
And your history degree would yeah. be very relevant. Well, yeah. I mean, you, you learn stuff. Yeah. We were talking about that before, how much you learn from the carry-on films, if you're, if you're listening properly. Okay. Um, what was that? Yes, yeah, so that was Hearing Thoughts. Yes, that was new. And then there was a breaking of the fourth wall at the very end. With Frankie. With Frankie. Yeah. Uh, when he went out and yeah, yeah, yeah. deliberately, I'm, I'm, I'm explaining for the benefit of listeners who may not have seen the film. Why would they be listening to this? I don't know, but they might. Let's not exclude them. Okay. They might just like us hearing us talk. You know? You need to get out more, listener. Anyway, Frankie Howard went out at the end, realised he didn't like being married to Joan Sims, so deliberately fell over. He didn't Uh, really give the marriage a chance. Well, he didn't need to, did he? Well, 11 years of being together, I'm sure he knew what he was Yeah, he kind of knew what it was going to be like. So he came back in and he said, I'll be here for weeks, and then turned to the camera and winked and said... With any luck. Uh, but there's another time when someone turned to the camera. Oh, was there? Um, yes, because I did think fourth wall quite early on. But I can't remember. You sure was. that wasn't just the thoughts? No, no, no. It was, it, it was just a look to camera. Oh. It wasn't anything more than that. And I think it was Frankie Howard. It might have been. He might have not been able to help him. I mean, that's that his act was, you know, a yeah. sort of sly glances and that kind of thing, and you were in on the joke. So was this not. up Pompeii time? This is before up Pompeii, but not long before. Not long before. Yeah. Um, Frank Harris' career kind of went through a lot of peaks and troughs. Mm. Um, so can he be well known? He'd be on TV a lot, yeah, or a bit, or can he be well? He'd be a well known figure. Um, any more laughs that you noticed that I have? No, that was all the laughs that I noticed that you had. Is it enough for it to be a good film, though? Only just. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Mm. Now, we've just spoken about the fact that we've had historical carry-ons. This is the first real contemporary, real people, ordinary people setting. For a while. Since Carry-On Cabby. Yes, so, I, I, I missed it. I liked it. That's why I'm glad it, it was back. How has the world changed in those four years since well, Carry On Cabby? Well, it hasn't changed in terms of the hospital. They still <laughs> have them in for nothing. Yeah, um, keep them there for ages. And then they get up to high dive. Although, the interesting though, there was a kind of nod to bed blocking and, you know, mm. we need, we, and a lot of criticism with the NHS that there certainly wasn't in Carry That's On true. Nurse. And then reference to Frankie paying for his private room. Yeah, it was, uh, it was interesting. Mm-hmm. Because it, it kind of just came out of nowhere that he'd be paying for that. Um, but, uh, yeah. Mm. What about more generally in terms of social attitudes and anything like that? Was it a there bit more still, swing in London? No, there's naggy wives. Mm-hmm. Dolly Bard nurses. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't mentioned Barbara Windsor being... Well, we haven't done it. It was a different time yet. Well, shall we? Well, it was a different time. It was a different time. I've got two How things written under time? there. Okay. The smoking... In the hospital bed, mm-hmm. even at all, mm-hmm. was very different. And, and the amount that Babs was in underwear <laughs> unnecessarily just happened to have to be getting changed while having that conversation with her new nurse mm-hmm. friend. Happened to be getting undressed before she goes sunbathing. Mm-hmm. It also happens to show her off. Unnecessary. Something for the dads. I know, but just her walking around in a... Tiny nurse's uniform mm-hmm. with stocking suspenders was probably sufficient. Okay. I'm yeah. sure you thoroughly enjoyed it. I 
No comment. <laughs> she had very big hair. Is that because she was little and trying to make herself bigger? Possibly. But women had big hair in the 60s. Well, she was the most swinging of, of the 60s, mm-hmm. but... Uh... Anita Harris was quite swinging with her little sort of bowl cut Yeah. Yeah. And false eyelashes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I suppose it was... No, it wasn't that hip and young, was it? It was... No, but... If... All orderly sisters and matrons. Hmm, well, but, but weren't the nurses and Jim Dale, weren't they there for the for the young folk? Jim Dale not floating your boat? I think he's quite cute, yeah. Still yes. alive. <laughs> and he's here tonight. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, on, on that point, though, on that issue about uh, attractiveness... Um, this is the first time that the carry-ons have the sound in them. Really? Yep. So they they had it quite a bit then. Really, only one. So you know, you really remember, just the man under there's the a difference car. between four and core. Oh yes, yeah, there are different know. noises. Okay. Um, and apparently there was a attempt by them to have it recognised in the dictionary. Yeah, oh, really? As this being the source, and the, the first use of four, but it wasn't in the script. So therefore the dictionary didn't accept it, and, there's a, and it never turns up in a script. It's just sort of like, you know, it makes a noise of attractiveness. <laughs> um, uh, so some other film from 1973 gets the, credit. gets the credit for it. But there it was, definitely. Sad times. Peter Gilmore under his... Uh, you didn't, you didn't get a laugh either, actually, was the, um, what a nice pair, what a lovely pair, that's just oh, what I was going to think about. Because it was about. so, as soon as you saw him take the pair out of a bag, you just think, alright, tip it, was, it wasn't a very peary pair, but it, it was more like an elongated apple that came out, like, is that the best pair they could have got? You're very fussy. Well, see, that's the kind of thing I would have, okay, I would have said, whoa, whoa, guys, there needs to be no doubt that this is a pair, and this looks like Something else. Okay, darling. Okay. You certainly wouldn't remark upon that fruit as being a lovely pear. Unless you're trying to make a suggestive remark. Yeah, yeah, but there's got to be some reality. It's got to be grounded in reality. Can we move on from the pear, please? Yes. Yes, we may. I have no other comments to make about this film. Right, though. Apart from the death It was a different time, did not include uh, Werner Breslau's uh, Chinese... Impression. I didn't find that too offensive. Am I? Am I wrong? Yeah, you're very wrong. Right. You are. Or you, as uh, as Bella Russell said, you very long. Uh, now, is it worse that I've done the impression, even though I've said that it was bad? Is that as bad as as is that worse than? I think you're you're still fueling the joke. Mm. We should stamp out okay. the joke. All right then. Well, let's talk about billing. Oh, I don't know what the billing was. Well, the billing was Frankie Howard, mm-hmm. Sid James, mm-hmm. Charles Hawtrey, Kenneth Williams. I know, but we know that Charles Hawtrey made a big fuss about his billings. But he was hardly in it. I know. How did he manage to get third uh-huh. Do you know what I want to point out? Mm-hmm. No women. Got any billing at all? Yes. In the first, and, on the first screen. And I can imagine... Did Hattie not get on the first screen? Maybe Hattie did, but I'm just saying, mm. they're getting a, a shoddy lot, considering that 
Well, certainly um, Jim Dell's love interest. Anita Harris. Anita Harris. She was quite a main key character. I wouldn't have billed them above Kenneth Williams, though. No. Well, above Charles Hawtrey, though. Oh, definitely above Charles Hawtrey. I know. It's all ridiculous, isn't it? But it just shows you that's the inner workings of showbiz, isn't it? Uh, Bernard Breslau. Yep. He could have had more. I liked him now. Higher billing. No, just more in the pl- in the film. Well, he got quite a lot in the film. Just having a lump. Oh, Peter Butterworth, you oh, mean? Oh, I do. Oh, yeah, I've got down here. Joan Sims, Peter Butterworth, Charles Hawtrey, wasted in this yeah. film. Wasted in this film. Yeah, Butterworth was... And we know how good he can be from the last couple. Yeah, no, he's got really A good. really poor part he got. I'm not really sure... What, I don't really understand why there could be such pain by somebody touching the top of this thing that was over his lump. No, I think they'd removed it. The lump. Yeah. So, but why uh, would you... So this thing... Was obviously I think we, would, we were meant led to believe that it had a circumcision or something. Yes. So that's why. Well, it might still have been. The lump might have been on his diddler. Mm. <laughs> That's what I throw forward for anyone who didn't know. <laughs> anyway. His wife was particularly horrible, I thought. Yeah. 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 Alright, any more? Oh, the bit when Jim Dale was on the roof, hanging off, again, falling in the roof. That was proper drama, that was. was dense. <laughs> That's why that's I started to think, this is it, this is a kid. I wonder if they were, because they thought maybe the last one's like, we're going to go out on yeah. a high, we're going to show them that can all these things. Which, the other films have had that kind of thing in it. Like, I remember the, the um, hijack in Cabbie was quite tense as well at some point. Oh, yeah. Um, to think, um, we've had, like, nice romances that people have believed in, and we've had vaguely complex plots before. It's like, we're going to put it all into this. Mm. And... Number three film at the box office in 1968? Well, thank God, because that's probably the reason that they carried on afterwards. Well, they did indeed. It was uh, beaten only by Barbarella and The Jungle Book. So there you go. There you go. See? So shall we see who was good, who wasn't good? Well, Who's... I think we've done the goods and bads. We've just... Well, we'll, we'll just... Uh... Be a bit more systematic. Yes. We? People might be keeping score on things. So, Frankie Howard as Francis... Although, another thing, this is, as we'll see as we go through here, a lot of them get their own names now. Yes, no, I did notice that. Uh, Frankie Howard as Francis Bigger. He was good. Okay, would you have him back? Yes. You don't think he'd overbalanced it? He was a bit too well, much of a star turn? I certainly would want more of Hawtrey, more of um, Peter, Butterworth. Peter Butterworth. So, if there isn't room for all of that, then maybe he can go down Maybe he needs to go. Yeah. Uh, Sid James as, I presume, Sid Roper. Well, Did we ever hear his wife tell him what his name was? No, uh, I don't think so. I'm not very good with names, you know. That. Um, he was good, but he was. In the, well, now you said he's recovering. Mm-hmm. It made a bit more sense because he didn't have the energy uh, uh, that he had in other films. Third build, Charles Hawtrey as Mister Baron. I didn't. I thought he was. I didn't like the character. I think. I, do, you, do you know something that I missed? His first line was not. Oh. Hello. Um, Which it could have been, because he could have worked and he up wasn't, and suit. And a lot of the things I like about Charles Hawtrey is his physical humour. And he was just in bed. And he was just in bed, yeah. so no, I didn't like that. Kenneth Williams as Dr. Kenneth Tinkle. I liked him. I think his might be the best performance in this film. I think you might be right. It kind of reminds me of my dad. 
<laughs> Funny you should say that. Um, <laughs> My dad is not a mean man or anything. No, well, no, or, true. Or gay. No, I, I, but I didn't think it. I thought it was more. I thought more. It was actually physically. He, he yeah. reminded me of your dad. Yeah. Um, uh, Jim Dale as James Kilmore. I liked him, mm-hmm. and you were meant to like him. Yeah, he was. He was well. a likable. Yeah. Person, yeah. Uh, Barbara Windsor, see, so she got, she got top, top female villain. Uh, Barbara Windsor. But what, is she higher than Sims? Yeah, and that's me. She was very good. Hi. That's the, be- that's the best she... line in this film. Hi. Yeah, but she does ham up the. That's what she was there for. Yeah. Did you believe that she was obsessed with Kenneth Williams? No. Was there a slight. He seemed very keen to nobody know that he had been involved with her at the time that he treated her. It was inappropriate because mm. you're thinking. Operation U Tree knocked yes. on the door. Yes. Yes. Uh, Joan Sims as Chloe Gibson. She was very good because she was so different to all the other parts she'd played. Well, I think she took a long time to be good. It was, it was only really, I thought, when they were in the marriage scene yeah. where I was shouting that she really came into her own. Uh, okay. Bernard Breslau is Ken Biddle. I think he's my favourite. Yeah. Likeable again. Mm. Likeable, big and, lump. And as you say, big lump, but with a love interest that you you thought was sweet. Yeah. And not... Creepy. No. <laughs> How would you feel if you were in hospital? And that and another, uh, bug-eyed uh, man. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, is there, these days in hospital, is there fraternisation between the patients? Are you allowed to wander about yeah. the wards? and? I can't help but think there's some sort of some sort of you know stalker's charter there about okay, if you were stalking somebody and they went in the hospital <laughs> I broke my leg I'm in the bed next to you etc etc. Do we not dwell on that? Okay, uh, Hattie Jakes as matron she, Lavinia. We know her first name, don't we, Lavinia? Uh, matron. She, she was good, but it was the same part she's played before, so we haven't really seen the depth of her abilities. Mm. Uh, but she did also have softer, sexy side. Yeah, we've not really seen that. Or no. a bit maybe in Cabbie, she was kind of... Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um, Anita Harris as Nurse Clark. I liked her more than I have before. Mm-hmm. I think... I think cause more I liked, apart this time. Than last and, time. and I like the love interest between her and Jim Dale. Peter Butterworth as... He should have seen it when he saw the character name. Mr. Smith. I know. Just what a waste. What a waste. What a waste. Uh, June Jago as the sister. Yeah. Did what she needed to do, I think. Dandy Nichols as Mrs. Roper, said well, his wife. I didn't like her, so I think she did very well. Mm-hmm. Pretty much playing the part she played on Till Death Has Do Part, though. Yeah, right. Um, Dillis Lay, way down the villain, as, uh, Mavis Winkle. She, she was. Best name of the best name of the, of this, of this film. Mavis she, Winkle. she was cute and needed to be, because you wanted the love interest to mm-hmm. work. So I liked her. Uh, Julia Holloway as the X-ray radiologist. Is that a radiologist or a radiographer? I can never remember. Radiologist, I think. You think? No. Don't they read the X-rays and radiographers take the X-rays or whatever it is? Smile, please. With what? I liked him, but it was only one scene. I mean, how much can you say? Okay. Um, Harry Locke as Sam the ambulance man. Where's his buddy? He's not. Uh, Peter, yeah, and I, we really should have spoken about Peter Gilmore because Peter Gilmore has now been in loads of carry-ons qu- in quite substantial roles. 
but I never think of him as being he's in the carry on, but mm. he definitely is. Anyway, you can talk with both of them. Well, I like them as a pair, but I think I liked the other one more. Um, mm. You like Peter Gilmore more? The one that's not here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they weren't huge parts. So. No. Uh, Derek Francis as Sir Edmund Burke. Again, there was one scene, but he was okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peter Jones as uh, the chaplain. He, he was a device to make that scene funny, but mm-hmm. him himself wasn't particularly impressive. Derek Gaila as uh, the other sergeant. Scene. He was a desert rat, you know. With the shaky hands. Okay. And he's not down there. I can't believe he didn't pick up a picture of her. The legendary Marianne Stone as the mother of the kid who got the body on his head. Oh, yeah. She was good, actually, even though she was only... She comes in for her one scene every time and does it all right, doesn't she? Yeah. Okay, so, um, the death sweep. (laughs) Who is still alive? Dead, 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 dead. Alive? Who do you think is alive? Barbara Windsor. Is alive. Oh, Jim Dale's alive. You'll know when Barbara Windsor dies. It'll be a big thing. I know. Uh, Jim Dale is alive, yes. Um, and Anita. Anita Harris is alive. And I'm presuming that wifey. No, Dillisley, she did. Uh, are all the others did? Uh, one other is still alive. Um, him? Julian Holloway is still alive. We will speak more of him in the future. Oh, will we? We will. Okay. He has an interesting story, an interesting where his life ends up. Okay. So, uh, that means that there only is one more question. Shall we carry on? Yes, we shall. Hooray! So, dear listeners, you can contact us if you wish. Please do. Please do, yes. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, at uh, carryonpodcast at gmail.com or at carryonpodcast on the Twitter. Um, but uh, all that remains now is for me to say join us next time when we carry on up the misses. Bye! Bye! Carry on! Regardless.